there, lovely. It is Kim Valentine here, or Libby Kennedy from Neighbours. Hey, this is Emily Milburn, Caitlin Atkins from Neighbours. Hi, this is Candice Lease, Wendy Rodwell on Neighbours, and you are listening to the award-winning, the best podcast in the entire world, the Neighbourhood Rewatch. Fucking neighbours, I'm not interested. Just... Come on. <laughs> no, I've only I made it through four episodes this time, not five. <laughs> we've got we've got to talk about them. Yeah, I think we said last time it's it's been a bit quiet, so hopefully there's something big coming on. Fuck all happened in these four episodes. <laughs> it, was, it was a struggle. <laughs> it was a bit of a struggle. Um go on, yeah. start it properly though. Don't put was... any of this in. Nah, well... Yeah. Cool. So, welcome to the Neighbourhood Rewatch podcast, the award-winning Best Neighbours podcast. Um, that sometimes talk about, talks about neighbours. Uh, we might talk about the episodes 3,986 to 90. Uh, we watch them on Daily Motion uh, on the channel Neighbours UK Fans Forever. Uh, but you can follow us on the socials, at Watch Neighbour, TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, the whole lot. Uh, let's get into it, shall we? Uh, actually, you know, first of all, I should probably introduce you both, shouldn't I, really? Uh, I'm the host of Sarge. At least you remembered. Yeah, at least I remember. He doesn't usually. No, uh, I'm the host of Sarge JK. Uh, I'm the one responsible for this. Uh, put, please put all blame on me. Uh, please do not blame Tim. All right. And definitely don't blame Adam. Hello. <laughs> that was very cheery. I did the opposite. Me and Tim did the opposite. Yeah, he, he didn't, he didn't realise. He, he doesn't get it at all, does it? Oh, have you pre-planned this? No. No. <laughs> no, we're just comedy Tim, Tim that doesn't know what fucking day it is. <laughs> you honestly think we've planned this shit? <laughs> None of this is planned. None of this is planned. We don't plan anything. Well, I kind of do a little bit, but then that usually goes out the window straight fucking away. Have you made some notes this week? I have made some notes. Yeah. Yes. Um, yes. Uh, but again, they could be useless. God, I, I honestly don't know what I've written. It could be useless, could be helpful. You know, we'll find out. We'll find out as we go along. Let's all find um, out together. Let's all find out together uh, as friends. Um, let's talk about the Hancocks first. <laughs> uh, they are not friends. They are a family. And and luckily, Glenn, Fast and Furious Glenn, uh, the uh, the hick that was doing the, uh, the drag racing with Mark, isn't dying I know you were worried about that, Tim, but he is not dying. Uh, well, not at this moment. I mean, we're all slowly dying, but his dying is less. What, <laughs> <Not> me? <laughs> his dying is less imminent now than it this was. This is good news as well. This is this is good news yeah, for the Hancocks and Matt Hancock in particular. Exactly, because he's now not facing manslaughter charges. Uh, however, his bail is still ten thousand Australian dollars, uh, which the Hancocks have paid to get him out. Uh, but because he was a dickhead and ran away and hid for a bit, he's now facing a fuck ton of extra charges as well, as well as dangerous driving and blinding Harold. And to get this money to pay the bail, they have had to put their house, which they haven't had that long. I don't know how long they've been on Ramsey Street, but it's not fucking long, is it? They're selling up again. They're selling up, yeah. Selling up. They've all, yeah, they've not even been there a year, I don't think. Uh, he was just Matt Hancock was no no yeah Matt and Evan were just showing up in the back end of last season that we did which was about nine months ago so yeah uh, but yeah the house is up so they have to do a big old deep clean of the house make sure it's good for viewers and they do an open viewing big old clean up a big old clean up yeah 
Uh, I had a big old clean up last week, actually. That was that's what I decided to do with my time off. Sure, you can talk about that if you want. That sounds interesting. Tell us about you cleaning <laughs> your fucking house. That'll be riveting for everyone. You've done that yourself. We've lasted about two minutes talking about neighbours, and then for some reason you thought this is really dull. And you're right, it is. What could spice this up? Me cleaning my fucking house. Tell us about it. Go on. You've got my attention. Uh, I got a new cleaning utensil. I think I mentioned this last week, actually. I think this is on the Patreon. Uh, It's basically a giant toothbrush. uh, And so you get some, like, cleaning stuff on the toothbrush and then it just just whizzes around and, like... Is it electric? Yeah, it's electric, yeah. And it just deep cleans stuff. Are you sure it's not just a toilet brush? Uh, No, it's... Well, if it is, it's a posh one. Uh, And it cost me nine quid. So I might have been duped there. I don't know. But he's been very he's been very good at getting some stubborn stains out. <laughs> and trust me, some of those stains are very stubborn. Oh. <laughs> so yeah, they've had a good old cleanup. Fucking um, hell. <laughs> and and while they're having the open house, uh, Glenn's dad decides to show up just to have a go at Matt. I don't know what his end goal was here. Uh, but he just went to have a go at Matt, really. He's just like, yeah, you think you're good, clever for, for for doing drag races? He's like, no, I don't. This is a horrendous situation that I really regret. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, well, yeah, I bet you do think you're clever, don't you? And he's like, no, I really don't. That's uh, what it does come across. Like, he's come in to give him a piece of his mind. And Matt is just like, well, yeah, no, I'm... I'm, I'm- I've been in I've been in holding. I might be going to prison for a long time. I've been shitting myself. I ran away. My dad hates me now. They've just lost at least ten thousand pounds. I do feel a bit of a dickhead. And his dad's going, No, you're a dickhead. That's <laughs> like, yes, I'm, I'm I am agreeing with you right now. I was a bit of a dickhead. And then it then he like Evan comes out, Matt's dad, and he and he Glenn's dad's like saying, Oh, you his dad? He's a bit of a dickhead. And Evan like looks at him and goes, <laughs> "I know, I've been telling him." Like, like there's nothing to it. They are fully on board with Matt being a bit of a dickhead. What I think he should have said though was, "Your Glenn's a bit of a dickhead." No, what, yeah. like, they're trying to make out Glenn was just an innocent victim here. He's the one who was like poking the bear, saying, "Let's race, race for pink slips or whatever it's fucking called." Like he was just as big a dickhead. I feel like they should have said that. Yeah, they really should have. Because he, because he had to go with Evan, going, oh, I bet you're you're a shit dad, aren't you? Look what your son's doing, and it was dying for him to go. Well, your son was in the race too. Yeah, like you're a, you're also a shit dad, but no, he he had to restrain himself. But actually, and I don't think he did because Evan's just fucking useless, isn't he? He's a fucking little bitch, isn't he? He is absolutely fucking useless. Um, so yeah, but so the open house goes well, or we think it goes well at least. The whole family's stressed though. Leo is. Very worried about the fact he's not going to have to, anywhere to go breakdancing anymore. Uh, Erinsborough is the breakdancing capital. 2002. It's 2002. <laughs> uh, Lily's just worried because she's a kid. Uh, Emily. Is it, is it Emma? Yeah, I, don't know. I don't know. The annoying kid, the one that isn't Lolly. It's Emily. <laughs> what she does, like Matt's come back, she starts grilling him loads of fucking questions. Like, where, where have you been? <laughs> what have you been doing? Where have you been? What did you eat? Matt's just got back and, and he basically says to her, listen, fuck off. <laughs> he tells his four-year-old to fuck off because he's just got back from prison. 
I know. He's like, listen, I don't want to have you tell, tell you about the terrible things that happened to me in prison. You'll find <laughs> out yourself one day. <laughs> uh, but she's just flat. Like, people are ringing the house about the open house, and she's just like, no, house is salty, like, dickhead, bang, phone down. Uh, she's So she's not helping the cause. Uh, and Maggie's, Maggie's stressing, obviously, because of everything. She doesn't want to leave. She's going to have to get a new job. They're, just, they're having to move in with Maggie's dad, I think. While they sell the house. Uh, so she goes to see Tony and is like, oh, fuck, like, I can't work for you anymore. This is fucking horrible. And um, I'm really stressed about this. And Tony goes, Great, do you want to fancy a bang? <laughs> <laughs> do you want a bang before we go? She's like, No, I really don't. Like, you've messed with this situation. Was this in episode five? I don't think I saw yeah. this. Yeah, yeah. So, like, she literally starts crying at Tony. And Tony goes, I try to slip a one here <laughs> while I still can. <laughs> And you've got to start watching the episodes backwards because you keep missing the crucial thing. I know, this is the problem. There's some other bits, but I, I did miss that one. It, now you've said that, though, that don't, like... Have you ever been in a situation where someone's, like, sad and upset and you thought that is the perfect opportunity to maybe invite them to drinks after work or something? <laughs> Has that ever happened to you? Uh, I mean, that's when they're at the most vulnerable, so that's generally when I... <laughs> 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 despicable bastard uh, but yeah Toadie's took one right on my playbook there and go right this is uh, but yeah Maggie's not receptive to this at all she goes absolutely fucking mad at him going oh you just want me for a shag are you going to look after my kids are you going to feed them are you going to clothe them no I didn't think so you just want to get your end away don't you and he's like yeah he's got nothing yeah. to say that, really, because he's like yeah I just, I just thought it'd be nice to shag a mum for a bit <laughs> Do you think they will be still in the show when we do this podcast next week? No, I, I didn't think the handcuffs would be in this week, to be honest. But the one thing that is keeping them around, unless they completely just drop this storyline, uh, Toadie has decided to write Maggie a letter after after trying to bang her and not, not going well. He's decided to write a letter going, actually, yeah, I do want to raise your kids. I do really like you. Wow. And then he slips it under the door at the handcuffs. Uh, and you're like, oh, fuck, Evan's there. Surely that's not a good idea no, when her family, husband are all living in that house and could easily pick up that letter. Yeah. So you're like, oh, fuck, Evan's in the kitchen. He's going to pick it up. And you're like, and he starts walking towards the kitchen. But then the little kid, Lily or Emily, whatever she's called, uh, picks it up instead and puts it in a little pyjamas in a, in a dressing gown. That's so, really fucking dumb. Yeah, so she's either just going to walk off with this and then Toadie wonders why Maggie never responded or someone's going to find it and punch Toadie out. I'm leaning towards someone finding it myself. I I think him posting it under the door is the stupidest idea I've ever heard. Yeah, and it literally says to Maggie from Toadie on it as well. (laughs) 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 And it has all love arts on it and stuff and... Fucking particularly lazy day in the writer's room, that was. <laughs> yeah, that is bad. <laughs> so, yeah, that's where we leave it. I think we've got one one week left of the Hancocks. Uh, I have reached out to one of the the actors who played one of the Hancocks, uh, see if they want to come on. Uh, they have yet to respond. I imagine they just want to forget about it. Uh, uh, I've reached out to Matt, actually. Uh, to be fair, yeah, I, I think he probably does, but he is not that bad. I think out of the Hancocks, 
Yeah, he actually. His mum and dad are terrible. Yeah, he actually puts in a performance at one point. Like he has. I feel like he's trying his best. Yes, yes. Yeah, so we'll see who responds. It'll be nice if he responds before next week because, yeah, like I said, I'm pretty sure they're, they're on the way out. Um, let's talk about Mal. Another one you missed last week because you didn't watch all the episodes. You missed Mal showing up. Uh, I feel like he's been a bit passive-aggressive there, you know. That did come across very passive-aggressive. <laughs> but what I'm going to say, um, at the time, I remember you told me that and I was like, oh, I missed Mal. That would have been good. Mal's a cunt. <laughs> he's so, he such a cunt in these episodes he's not likeable in any way he's not like the fun loving Mal from Once Upon a Time and he's not like the the prodigal son returns from the new ones he's just a dickhead who's come back <laughs> I do not like his attitude at all you you might need to explain to Tim why you think that might be why, why is he a knobhead in these episodes uh, well he is into coffee now He's into coffee. He fucking <laughs> loves it, Tim. <laughs> he has gone full on coffee aficionado. You can tell it's gone right to his head. He don't know what fucking day it is. And he's just an arrogant prick. <laughs> I feel like that was a really aggressive, Adam. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah he is uh, doing well in the coffee world, working for some uh, coffee brand. Uh, Carpe so- Diem. Carpe diem. Yeah, there we go. I don't know what that means. Um, Seize the day. Seize the day. Was it? Okay. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Never knew that. I thought it was just like, (laughs) I don't know, buy coffee or something. Buy coffee. Buy coffee, yeah. Uh, (laughs) uh, So, yeah, he's got these little kind of Nespresso machines or whatever they are. I don't don't remember these machines being around this early on in the 2000s, to be honest. I think. We weren't here. Yeah. Were, um, well, they were the, yeah they are yeah. but then they think like the flavored aren't they they're all flavored coffees a lot of them yeah. and I, I don't remember the being that being a thing like obviously lattes cappuccinos whatever fine in the big old like when friends and they were always at the coffee house and fraser fraser Fray, fraser sorry uh, and they were always having coffees there was that in like late 90s and early th- 2000s it was that for a bit um, but I don't remember flavoured coffees like they're trying them and and like they get all the neighbours round and they're trying like strawberry coffee. I, I've never heard of strawberry coffee in my life. Tim, is that a thing? Fucking horrible. No. No. It's just coffee with no. loads of syrup in it. Horrible shit. Yeah. Syrup. That's all it is. Okay. Uh, but yeah, there is a good scene where they get Joe, Cull- Joe Scully to try a coffee. It's all ten. That's a really good scene. Is like everyone's looking around, like Joe's at the head of the table, and it all slowly pans over to Joe, and he's there, and just and silence. And he goes, yeah, I like that. And everyone's like, "Yeah, Joe's going like he it. fucking likes the coffee. You're not going to smash the place up, yeah." Uh, yeah, that was good. Uh, but yeah, Mal is just being a bit of a cunt, really, uh, and he's on the offensive, uh, business-wise. He's Carpe DM are going to open a coffee shop in Erinsborough, so he goes to Harold and like, "Do you want to be on board?" And I was like, well, not really. My wife's just died. I'm fucking blind. Uh, <laughs> I really don't want to be taking her a new coffee coffee franchise. And the man's like, well, you're going to get left in the fucking dust then, aren't you? He says, he says, I'm going to do it with or without you, Harold, you blind cunt. I was like, whoa, harsh. <laughs> and Toadie's there with him. And Toadie's like, whoa, is that, that is harsh. And Mal's like, this is what we do. Carpe diem. Carpe diem. Sees the day. Uh, 
yeah, to- yeah, Toddy's pretty taken aback about this. Airs <laughs> uh, his concerns to Carl. And as he does so, Mal's on the phone going, right, fucking fire the bitch. Yeah. Fuck, fuck her, fuck, kill her family. Just for <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, he has gone full. He's gone full coffee Nazi, and he's not a likable chap at this stage. No, no. <laughs> I feel like you're just looking at like, like it, considering this is an audio podcast. I feel like you just sat there looking at me. Wait, just Adam said coffee Nazi, and you're waiting for a response from me. <laughs> we are just baiting you, Tim. Come on, take the bait. <laughs> take the bait it's Tim. bad enough. Bad enough that I'm sat here with this fucking awful lighting looking like I'm in black and white. You do. Like, you look like a fucking <laughs> Bond villain today. He's on a big leather chair, everyone, dressed in all black in the dark, <laughs> sipping expensive wine, just looking like he's, yeah, he's ready. He's ready to kill our families. That's what it looks like. But he's just going to press a button and then. Yeah. He Wait, needs the um, nuclear reactor codes. He looks like... Do you know what you look like, Tim? <laughs> you look like... Um, you look like Steve Jobs when he doesn't know what day it is. That's what you look like right now. Full black. That's that's the, the vibe I'm getting. I, I, can't, I can't remember who they were talking about, but someone else did one of those the other day. Oh, that was... It was a fucking good one. They'd, like, obviously just saying someone like shit. Said, you know what you look like? Steve Jobs now. <laughs> that would be all right. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Tim. He's getting a bit of shit here. He is a little bit. Yeah, so that's Mal. Mal is unrecognisable from the you know the look the lovely layabout that he used to be. The surfer dude. Uh, what's gonna shake him out with this is, is he gonna get shaken out with this whole business thing or is he gonna go even deeper, darker? I feel like the only one who's going to tell it to him straight is probably going to be his dad, Carl Kennedy. He's the only one who can say, being a bit of a cunt, mate. I, I can't I can't see anyone else telling him straight, can you? No. Maybe Libby. I don't know. Potentially She's like tired and stuff and grumpy from being a mum, so she might just kind of snap one day. Uh, speaking of Libby and Drew, moving into Lou's place. Uh, Lou's decided to move in with Harold uh, to help him out because he's blind and shit. And yeah, so they're just—he's like, just come live in my, come and live in my house. Don't worry, I've got a room at the back. There's a girl who used to live there. I can't remember her name now, but mm-hmm. she was like small. I think she was a kid. I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's nice for Drew and Libby. Uh, Handy, isn't it? That they're just moving into the street. It's 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 good that. Yeah. Well. But it's- Let's not forget, Drew does own a house, but he his cousin, who split up with her husband, lives there now, and he's just negated to not ever move back there. Who's that? Where is it? This is how he originally moved on Ramsey Street, because he didn't live on Ramsey Street originally. He worked, right. he worked at Lou's garage, and then one day he moved in with Lou because, oh, my cousin's got divorced from her husband and moved the kids in, so I'm going to stay here for a bit, and then just never went back. <laughs> Side then, isn't he? Can you imagine if people actually lived their lives this way? <laughs> it's so confusing. Imagine trying to pay council tax. <laughs> yeah. I don't know where any motherfucker lives. Yeah. <laughs> well, someone else who's living their life in a 
freestyling away is uh, Ellie's mum, Liz. Um, she is here. So, um, right. So- I'm glad you brought her up. Right. So <laughs> the story at the moment, possibly the oh, the biggest story at the moment, not counting the, the Matt Hancock going to prison, is who's Ellie's dad. It's that, isn't it? It's yeah. it's is Carl her dad because she, her the person she thought was her dad said that she thinks Carl's her dad and blah blah blah. So and you've said what did you say? You said Carl. You thought Carl was a dad. Yeah. Is that what you said? Uh, no, yeah. I think I think I said he's definitely shagged her. Right. Probably not the dad. Okay, fine. So yeah. I'm glad we Liz has finally turned up. Brilliant. This is great because I know exactly what you're going to say, Adam. Because I right. really help as well. Okay, so <laughs> we've all done things we're not proud of. Would that be fair? True. True. Yeah. Right. There is no fucking way <laughs> Carl Kennedy has shagged this bitch. Absolutely <laughs> no chance. Zero. <laughs> Zero. He had Sarah Beaumont. He does, yeah. He we does. know in the future he has somebody else. I'm not going to say her name because that's future reference. Susan Kennedy is smoking. Hot. Yes, this woman who has turned up in every <laughs> sense. Of, I, I'd like to say she's got looks like she's fun and she's got a nice personality. She's a dickhead, Tim. For, like yeah. from as soon as she comes out, <laughs> sticks her head out of the car and, and calls somebody Dal. She is fucking horrendous. She looks like someone... This is 2002, right? Yeah. She looks like she's yeah. from 1992. She, I don't... Yeah. I don't know what to say. She's, Do you want to know what I wrote? That, Do you want to know what I on my notes? I put, Liz is here, and it's me that your parent, Carl, wouldn't have shagged her. <laughs> <laughs> although, still, although Ellie still isn't sure. That's it. There is no way because she's not even likable. She's not fun or ha- she's she's nasty. She's selfish. She is not attractive. There is no way. I don't care how many bottles of twelve pound wine Carl Kennedy drank on the fucking skiing holiday. He did not shag her. Case closed. Case closed. Should yeah. we get her on? Yeah, has- get her on. <laughs> it has absolutely killed that storyline. It really has. <laughs> Which the writers know as well. The second, you know, the casting director's probably cast Liz. And then she showed up on first day and the director's gone, what? <laughs> what <are you> saying? <laughs> yeah, that's the exact face. So they've had to... Uh, change the story. Had, yeah, they've had to change the story pretty quickly. Uh, the story is now that Liz is pregnant uh, from a Swedish guy. And uh, the Swedish guy is married. <laughs> And she's going to move to Sweden, but she does not want to take Ellie with her. Uh, yeah. Why? What the? F- oh God! <laughs> because she has a great home with Carl and Susan, is making friends because she's made friends with Shell next door. She's like, oh, brilliant! That's what I wanted for her to make one good friend in this life. Well, I she doesn't need me anymore. I'm off to Sweden to to fuck a married guy. Yep. I, I suppose you you can you can understand that, Jay. I'm sure like either your children makes friend next door. You're like, well, that's me done then. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> My work here is done. Yeah, there, there there are a few things that have happened this week that are like they're they're up there with the worst of the writers that they've achieved. <laughs> yeah. It is bad. There's a couple more to come. It's it's not been good at all. It's very a lot of this is very lazy. Tim, you know what you look like though. 
<laughs> you you look like someone who might design Swedish furniture for IKEA. <laughs> I'll take that. I'm okay with that one. Actually, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna up you there, Adam. I'm gonna say you're someone who looks like you might design Swedish escape rooms. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's specific. All right. Yeah. You know, Tim. You know what you look like. You look like the guy who was looking for the girl with the dragon tattoo. <laughs> you look. Like, you look like someone who would be a detective in a Scandinavian drama with subtitles. <laughs> I'm taking all of these as compliments. I like this. Carry on. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that that storyline. She's not taking Ellie to Sweden. Ellie's like, yeah. yeah, Ellie's like, well, I didn't think that was going to happen anyway. Um, but she's getting closer to Carl, though, which is nice. Uh, is it though? If they have no actual connection, so isn't it just a bit weird? He still would probably he'd still be a uncle, right? Because yeah, this is what the Kennedys do. They just take in waste and strays and. Yeah, they fucking the do. Room and then treat them like their kids. Uh, some some would argue better than their kids. But then we know she's not going to stick around forever. I mean, she's going to shoot off at some point. Do we think she'll end up just? She is going to go back to Sweden. What do you think? Oh yeah, it'll be it'll be like oh Ellie's going to Sweden now. See you later. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> and then ten years later, Ellie's back from Sweden. She's a lesbian now. See you later. <laughs> oh, and by the way, she's a midget. We didn't. We forgot to mention that. <laughs> yeah. We we recast her. Well, the amount of times they've unparalyzed people is insane in Neighbours. <laughs> uh, we'll talk. We'll talk about Connor next. Uh, he's not from Sweden. He is from Ireland. Uh, and he still hasn't replied to my Instagram message. I messaged him last week. Yeah, same. I messaged him as well. Um, not bad. <laughs> Unless you do respond, and then you're not allowed. Uh, so everyone's saying, oh, he's a charming little guy. You know, he's got a gift for the camp. But then everyone's a little bit sus because he's ended up with Mark Kennedy's bag. And he knows he's ended up with Mark Kennedy's bag, but he hasn't, uh, he's decided not to give it back to him. So Joe Scully's like, so you say you're Connor, but why the fuck does your bag say Mark Kennedy? And he's like, oh, fuck. Uh, uh, uh. At that point, Mark Kennedy shows up and goes, you got my fucking bag, you cunt. And then he sees it and he goes, that's my bag. (laughs) (laughs) That is a very old reference to the game we made up on an airplane once. It was a great game, though. It was a great game. We haven't talked about it once on the podcast before, I think, but fuck knows what episode. (laughs) Just go back and listen to them all. You'll find it eventually. Can I tell you about another game? Yeah, of course. I think I already told you. I did. I think I told yeah, you. Yeah, you thought, oh no, you have told me this game, yeah. But I'm gonna sell I'm gonna sell Tim this game, see if he fancies investing because you know Tim, you know what you look like. You <laughs> look like you look like someone who's on Dragon's Den but doesn't actually have any money. <laughs> <laughs> like one of the dragons. So this game, Tim, it's called Animal Ball. Are you intrigued? Yes, 100%. Animal Ball. All right, this is what all you need is like a standard basketball size ball. Basketball is probably the best one. Yeah, you can play it in, you need at least two people, but you can play it with more. It's fine. What you do is to play animal ball. One person starts with the ball, 
they throw the ball to someone else. And when you throw it, you have to set, choose an animal and say, the dog goes woof. And then you throw the ball. Okay. The other person, whoever you've thrown it to, has to catch the ball, hug it. And then you only get a point if they decide that they like the animal you've chosen. Okay. So if I okay. threw you the ball, Dogs go woof, you catch it, hug it. You have to hug it, otherwise you get nothing. Um, and then if you like the idea of a dog going woof, I would get a point. Okay? <laughs> then you throw the ball onto someone else, up to you, cow. The cow goes moo. JK would catch it, hug the ball. You get nothing without a hug. And then if he decides he likes the idea of a cow going moo, you, Tim, would also get a point. What do you think to the game animal bar? I'm very confused. Uh, I would like to invest for all the money. Uh, yes. What the... What, I, I'm... What the... <laughs> so this, this game was made up by um, a six-year-old last week to, while we were playing PA. This makes more sense. <laughs> I thought, I, and, and it's a six-year-old who doesn't join in, who doesn't like sport in any way, who hates the world a lot of the time, but came up with animal ball and it killed half an hour. <laughs> I love it. What happens then if, like, what reason would you have for not liking it? It's, it's personal preference, Tim. If you, just, if you just, on that day, because this is what happened, decides you don't really like pigs and them going oink, you are, it's, it is your prerogative to say no point for you, sir. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm in. in More competitive go. games should be decided on subjective matters. Personally. I think so. <laughs> Sounds like VAR is nowadays anyway. <laughs> oh, that is a cutting football reference. It's cool in a way. <laughs> go on, sorry about that. That's absolutely fine, no. It's... Yeah, like I said, I'd like to invest all the money. I'd like to get animal out ball out before the Christmas. How big a sale would that be for Christmas? Fucking animal ball. Oh, it'd be great. I mean, it it would outdo throw throw burrito. (laughs) There you go. There we go. Yeah, we'll get it. We'll get it in John Lewis. Don't worry. Got some connections. Um, I'll just, I'll just, I'll just email everybody called John Lewis until they. uh, until they take it I'll just I'll find everybody on Facebook called John Lewis and just befriend them and go do you want to hear about this game <laughs> I think you do, you want to, do you want to play a game you should definitely do that <laughs> we need to uh, copyright that's my bag as well while we're at it that's my bag uh, yeah that's that's the name of our one pound Patreon tier as well by the way Mr. that's my bag <laughs> that's my bag <laughs> so, you know, if this is your bag and you want more of this bag then one pound a month and you'll get more bag. Uh, but anyway, speaking of bags, uh, <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, so Conor had, Carl, had, had miles. So everyone's a bit sus of him. They're like, oh, I don't think I like this kid anymore. But he wins the, the, the Scully family round because Joe Scully is snoring and he goes, ah, have you tried the garlic trick? And Lynn like, Lynn's like, what's the garlic trick? And he's like, shove some garlic under his bed. He'll stop snoring. And she goes, all right, I'll give that a try. And guess what? He stopped snoring. It wasn't a wives' tale that I was aware, an old wives' tale that I was aware of. Is there any that you stand by that you know of that's like a little 
It's not, you know, that you stand by that you think would work. Not necessarily for snoring, but for anything else. I mean, like, for example, if, like, if someone shits themselves, what do you do? Like, is there, like, a way you can fix that quickly? Or what do you do? Um, if someone does shit themselves, what the best off to do is go get a second opinion. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and check that they have that PG's shit themselves and once that person has then confirmed your suspicion of shitting themselves you get to run away uh, it's a really good game it's called uh, shitball <laughs> uh, but you do have to give it a hug uh, or you get yeah. <laughs> uh, if you want to know what that was referenced to one pound a month for the patreon Yeah, so everyone loves it now for the garlic thing. Uh, but I don't know what they're trying to I don't know what they're trying to say about this guy because he's in the pub the next day and he's at the bar, he's he's having a pint. Um there's some kind of loud obnoxious guys behind him. I think they're having drinks after work. I imagine they're working sales, something like that. Yeah. And uh, and they're telling um xenophobic joke jokes, shall we say. Uh, and he starts telling one about an Irishman. And Connor's like, yeah, fuck you. Uh, but he drops his wallet. And Connor has a look around and goes, ah, oh, wallet there. Pick it up. Fantastic. And you're like, oh, so he's going to keep the wallet? Well, he was telling Irish jokes. And uh, the guy comes back later on. He's like, oh, someone dropped a light. He goes, oh, yeah, here's your wallet. Got it here. He went, he looks through. He goes, all the money's there, apart from the drink I bought myself with it. And he's like, oh, okay. <laughs> he's like, well, you going to keep this? And he went, yeah, probably. If you can come back, it's really weird because I, I what they're trying to say about this guy, and they did it in like it happens really quick. It wasn't even like the next episode or anything. This is like so you think, oh, he's picked up this wallet. Is something going to happen with this wallet? Is he going to go on a bit of a spending spree? Because it doesn't seem like he's got a lot of money or whatever. Um, and then the guy comes back and he just gives it him back. But he has got his mind. Like, there's no point in it whatsoever. Mm. So I think we're supposed to be thinking at the moment that Connor's a bit of a dodgy guy because a little bit later on, um, Mal and Toadie are getting in Mal's car and he's Mal's... This is stupid as well. So (laughs) he's got one of those... He's got a steering lock on the car. Like, just one of those old school 2002 steering locks. And and Mal's excuse, and the problem here is... Mal says, oh, the key for the steering lock has popped off my keys. What are we going to do? It's like, th- how would that ever... Not I've lost my keys. <laughs> it's that one key. Because, because he could off. still get in the car, obviously. So they, had, they thought, like, well, we can't make him lose the keys because then he wouldn't be able to get in the car. So we'll have him get in the car then realise that the key to the steering lock has popped off his keys and he, he's stuck. It means so shit. And then Connor comes past and goes, for a tenner, I'll get that steering lock off. So they're like, okay, let's see it happen, cunt. It takes him less than five seconds. He pops the steering lock off and goes, no, oh, yeah, sorry, on whatever, YouTube once upon a time or something. Not YouTube. I don't think that was a big thing in 2002. Um <laughs> And he just put, so you might think, oh, he's, he can break into cars as well, this Irish scamp. But it was so lazy. Like, they're coming at, oh, it's so bad what they're doing. It's but then, crap. Yeah. But then he, he shows up at the scullies and goes, oh, I bought you some flowers, Lynn. 
and a, a Joe I bought <laughs> a massive turkey. And He's bought like, a massive turkey. I thought that was weird as well. So he bought Lynn some flowers, lovely offer, yeah, and Flick goes, oh, you're sucking up, whatever. And then he says, yeah, and I've also bought this fucking massive turkey. It's like the one in fucking Christmas Carol that's bigger than Tiny Tim. Of all the things, and it's a frozen one, and he's, he gives it Joe Scully, and it's just this fucking massive frozen turkey. It makes no sense whatsoever, and he's brought it home for tea. Well, that'd take a fucking week to defrost, Connor, so that's fucking useless as well, pal. Not like he could have brought, took him to a restaurant for tea. Lovely. He could have brought him a Thai takeaway. Lovely. No, I bought you a £10 frozen fucking turkey. Mate, you stupid. I don't know. And then Shell goes, I'm vegan. <laughs> he goes, yeah. Oh, fuck, I forgot about that. Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> well, then what she were goes, the writers on know, this week? I don't know. She then goes, it's not like none of these decisions have been building to anything. No. no. It's just completely fucking stupid, lazy. We need, we need to get from A to B. Fuck A, we'll just B. <laughs> but what's the point of getting to B? There's literally no point in getting to B. There's no point. Yeah. There's no point. Yeah, because then Shell goes, ah, fuck it, sorry, I'll have the turkey. I'm only vegan sometimes. And then, like, and so moving on, like, from that, it's it's just it's just bullshit. But then (laughs) Connor's, like, being quite friendly and I suppose flirty or whatever, but he's just being nice to Michelle, isn't he? He's being very nice to her. She's, as we've said before, she's going through this body image thing at the the moment. She feels a bit insecure about herself. Okay. And then... She's quite nervous around him and all that kind of stuff. So the writers said, obviously have thought like, right, what can we do here to make this like a bit of a, a nervous situation or something? So so Michelle falls over. She's just literally stood in the house. This isn't like last time when she tried skateboarding, which was obviously going to be fruitless. She's literally standing in the room and then falls over. <laughs> Yeah. It's so shit. Over it's nothing like, as well. There's nothing, over nothing to fall over. She, she literally she goes, whoa, and just falls over. <laughs> and like, it's almost like no one told Lynn and Connor this was going to happen because they were like, they look at, they looked at each other and went, she all right? Like, <laughs> what? And then Michelle jumps up and goes, oh, I'm embarrassed and runs off. It's so crap, and it's to show like <laughs> she's nervous around this new boy who's a bit older than her, who's being nice to her, and all that kind of stuff. And for some reason, the writers decided let's make her fall over. It's so shit, Tim. Honestly, <laughs> it's really fucking bad. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like Connor and Lynn are just like, is she on? Is she on drugs? <laughs> yeah, what's wrong with her? Is there anything that actually made sense this week? No. Like, later on for that, they're like, whoa, what was that before when you fell over? Like, it carries on. Did you fall over before? And she's like, yeah. Oh, I was really embarrassed about falling over. (laughs) And then Connor's like, oh, don't. Yeah, you fell over. Don't worry, though. And then Michelle goes, yeah, it was quite funny when I fell over, wasn't it? And then Connor's like, yeah. (laughs) We don't know. There was, there's nothing. It's so shit, Tim. Honestly, you'd be you'd be so annoyed with it. <laughs> and that's and that's where we leave that storyline as well. Yeah. Over Connor steals but doesn't steal. He's a bit. Is he a bit Robin Hood? I don't know. Um, he, he yeah. He buys turkeys. So 
I, I, I don't know what they're trying to say about this guy at all. Uh, maybe we'll find out next week, or maybe it'll just be more confusing. Oh, he said, Connor says a really weird line as well, just before we move on. So, obviously, like, Flick's knocking about, Steph's knocking about, and he's trying to be nice to Michelle and saying he, she's, like, pr- pretty all right looking as well and all that kind of stuff. They're obviously all, all good, the Scully girls. And then he says, he's Jack's friend, their brother. He says, oh, Jack didn't tell me how hot you all were. <laughs> <laughs> he's, yeah, he's because... Dickhead. <laughs> if he went, oh, stay at my house, oh, yes. It's really... <laughs> It's really weird. Take your fucking. <laughs> I think he actually says something like, "Oh, I think I think Jack was downplaying the the Scully sisters' beauty, or something. It's something like that, downplaying the Scullys." And I just thought, "Well, yeah, I hope so." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Odd. He's like, you remember? It's like uh, the brother out of the cause, isn't it? Yeah. So he was in a band with really hot sisters. Everyone's like, oh, yeah, fucking hell, well, <laughs> he's like, never <laughs> stop it. Yeah. Oh, you're all right and tall with them, are you? Fuck them. No, they're my sisters. Stop it. <laughs> How beautiful were the calls, though? They were very beautiful. Um, on par That's with the Scully sisters. Uh, you know what? Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Should we start a Twitter poll? What, was, what the was the brother like, though? Oh, the Scullys. I think I think do a, a Twitter poll, yeah. Calls yeah. or scullies. I don't know what which way I'd go. He's writing it down, everyone. It's happening. It's, it's already a tough one. I, I'm going to Google the cause just to. I bet, were the cause about 2002 as well? Was that was that peak cause time? Yeah, probably. <laughs> definitely around then. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, we'll we'll put it on the Twitter and we'll see. Uh, I'll have a little think about it. I'll do some research. See if we can get the cores on. Yeah, I'll message the cores as well, yeah. Get the cores on. Get the Scully girls on. You know what they should have done? They, like, every time they pose for a picture, swap the guy and see if anyone noticed. <laughs> <laughs> so, They've not aged well. They've not aged well. Oh, don't spoil it, Tim. <laughs> What, well, are we saying with well, we'll be doing the poll on how they were in their pomp or how they are now? Peak cause, peak scullies. Where peak, are you going? Peak, where are you going? Peak, indeed. Uh, speaking of the scullies, Steph, Steph Scully is getting married, of course, to Mark. Uh, oh, can, I, can I just say, you know, before I was saying Matt Hancock, not too bad for a Hancock, he's all right. This Mark is the fucking worst for me. <laughs> he's he's so shit, this guy. He's yeah. so shit. And there is literally, I mean, Tim and Grace have more chemistry than these two. <laughs> it's, it's horrendous. <laughs> yeah, there is fuck all chemistry between these There's two. none, is there? There's absolutely none. Like, there's no way Steph would go for this guy. Like, he would because he's a guy and he's like, Steph's got it, brilliant. But there's no way that she would find him attractive. No, at all. I don't get how old he's supposed to be either. Because he's obviously he's working in he's he's got a job in the hotel managing. I know that's because of his parents, but he's got he's wearing his suits and everything. But he don't like he looks about like how old Steph here, early twenties or something, probably. If mid, maybe. Okay. Let's call it, let's say 24-ish. This guy, everything about him says 17 to me. It's it's weird. 
There's no way she would go for him in a million years. He's terrible in every way. You're right. He is now coming on to Flick as well, who's probably about 17. And it kind of looks better. Like they played basketball at some point and it's quite flirty. Um, And you can see it because he's like, he's a good looking guy and everything like that. There is zero chemistry with Steph and him. It's shit. Yeah. Well, this is the thing. He's, you know, Steph's, Steph's had that talking to from his mum last week. And he, so she interrupts the drinks after work. And she's like, I want to know if you're in on, on in this, if, you, if you're up for it. And she's, he's kind of bats it off really. And he's like, oh, yeah, of course I want to get married. Yeah, I really do. Uh, but he's not very believable at all. But Flick breaks him down psychologically instantly. She has these little chats and goes, yeah, I know exactly what you're thinking right now. And he's like, oh, my God, how did you do that? And she's like, me and you, we're two peas in a pod. Uh, with the same people. And he's like, oh, it's just amazing how you've just done that. Um, and how you know me so well. And like how we have chemistry. Not like that that sister. Um, so, yeah, it looks like, uh, yeah, it looks like he's in love with Flick. Because he does. At the end, he, Flick decides to play basketball for no reason. No reason. Uh, no reason. <laughs> and then he decides to try, but for no reason. No reason. <laughs> car in the middle of the road. It's, no it's reason. So shit. And start playing basketball with her. I did quite like the song that played, though. I thought, it was yeah, quite it was a, some good boy bandish kind of music. Yeah, it was quite a good poppy kind of song. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think he's going to have to make a tough decision. Um, I think this when we do this podcast next week, he'll have left the show. Yeah, I think he's going to call off the wedding. I think. There's going to be something with him and Flick in the next week, and he, she'll e- he'll either call it off or Steph will see it, and then it'll be gone, done. Yeah, I'm going to predict that too. I reckon. Yeah, I'm going to reckon he's going to he's going to shag Flick. Uh... Why? Why? Is he gonna... <laughs> this is what happened. No, there will be no shagging. <laughs> no shag. There'll be no shagging. No, he's going to shag Flick, and then. He's not going to tell Steph. He's just going to do one and go, yeah, you're right. I'm not in all in it. And then Flick's going to be conflicted. Conflicted. Nice. Uh, yeah, thanks. Uh, about whether telling Steph what happened or not. And she'll um an hour about it for a while. She'll probably end up telling her. I think Flick and Steph will fall out for a bit over this. Yeah, probably. Yeah, there'll be some tension in the Scully household over this. Um, should we talk about... I reckon we're being... We're Sorry, being no. too hopeful in in your expectation that they'll just leave. Like the, the, there have been a few of those. Like, ah, uh, yeah, they'll be gone next week because this storyline bullshit. They'll just give him another bullshit storyline to keep him going for another few months. It is possible. It is possible. They'll separate them from the Scullies because the Scullies are top of the card. So the the Scullies will go on and have more interesting storylines. Probably equally bullshit, all of them. But he'll just wander off and go and shag someone else. True. Literally every storyline we've talked about, we're just like, oh, we hope they fucking leave next week. Yeah. <laughs> Literally yeah. every single one. One person, though, that I don't want to leave is Darcy. Uh, Dr. Darcy. You a Darcy fan? I love that. I think he's fucking brilliant. He's fucking you. That's why. <laughs> he's horrible. He's, I, I know you need you need a villain. You need, you need the bad guys as well in there. But he is an horrible bastard. He is an horrible bastard. Uh, so he's getting dodged by Terry, the policewoman. She's been very cold with him. And he's like, oh, I don't know what I've done wrong here. Uh, so he starts getting a bit 
gets a little bit stalkery, doesn't he? Really, he's like yeah. falling. He's falling around a lot, which is not great. Uh, he's listening into her phone calls, and he overhears her flirting with a guy uh, called Trevor. And she's buying new dresses, and he's like, "You're fucking another guy, aren't you?" Um, and he's not happy about this. He, he talks about it. He tries to talk about it with D. And he's like, aren't you trying to fuck me as we speak right now? He's like, <laughs> yeah. 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 And he's like, well, that's yeah. not the point. But he's <laughs> fucking someone else. That's not right. And she's like, well, you're a dickhead. Um, so we ends up following her to the nightclub. This you know, is so weird. This is really bad as well. This is such shit writing. So, yeah, he's followed her to nightclub. Okay, I can understand that because he wants to get the bottom of this date. Drew's at this nightclub. <laughs> For no reason. He's he's like, he's got a baby. He's the nicest guy in the world. He works a lot of hours at the at the garage. There is no, and it's not at the pub or a bar. It's a full-on fucking nightclub, this place. And Drew is just chilling at the bar by himself with a beer in a nightclub when Darcy rocks up. And it makes so no fucking, fucking lazy. So Darcy lazy. goes, oh, what are you doing here? And I don't. I couldn't even make out what he said. He basically um, just went, "I'm your game. and Darcy goes, "All oh, right." The, the, it's like they couldn't even make up a reason. It's so yeah. shit because he's moving in to lose out, so he should be fucking busy moving out. But he's not. He's in a fucking. There's no way he'd be there. We, we've known Drew Kurt for a while now. When have we ever known him to go to a disco slash club? By himself or with anyone, and just sit and have a beer. It made no fucking sense. Right. There's there's no there's no A to B. What? Why was he there? Why him and not anyone else? I think it was the only reason they've made it him is because he will maybe say to Libby or something like that. He's he's a go between. He's going to be the messenger or oh, saw Darcy at the club. I'd be if that happened. So, I'd be saying, I'd, I'd be saying, whoa, whoa, whoa! Why the fuck were you at the club, dickhead? Why, why couldn't Libby have just been there? In that, if that's the case, maybe they I just had a, ran, a random night where they Could went. You know what? Let's just go for a drink. Yeah, it made no sense. But it made he's no got to be there by himself. That's yeah. dodgy. Why, why are we not looking at that thinking? Uh, why is Drew there by himself? Well, no, I think it was there. He was there to be a character's go. Are you stalking Terry? And, and that's what I mean. No, I'm not. I'm just here. And I pick could. someone else. Of all the people, you wouldn't have picked Drew. No, you could I'm have not. had Toadie, who's getting drink drink after work. You could have got... Um... I don't know. Any, anybody <laughs> anybody really? else. It would make more sense of Lou to be there. What's the what's the bet? The script. Like, rather than actually having a name for the for whatever lines Drew had, it just says someone. <laughs> and yeah, whoever and happened to be day. on set, yeah, yeah, they, just, they were just there. Like, what? Well, what's your makeup like at the moment? Oh, I've just had it done for the next scene. Jump in a second, will you? Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, he's he's Drew's there just to say, "Aren't you stalking Terry?" And he goes, "No, I'm not." And we're like, "Well, that's Terry over there with a the guy," and he's like, "Oh, I'm going to stare at him." And <laughs> and the guy that is that she's with fucking legs it because. He only interrupted a police sting or a police undercover operation. She's doing a bit of undercover, isn't she? She's been, she's been working on this for months. She's been trying to get the bottom of whatever Trevor is up to. And Darcy's blown it because he looked at him across from a nightclub with Drew Kirk. And he, obviously Trevor instantly went shit, the jigs up. 
Um, it, it made no sense for him to run off either, did it? <laughs> like, and it how yeah, many people he must catch eyes with in a nightclub? And he doesn't come over to speak to Darcy and go, what are you looking at or what's going on here? He literally spots Darcy looking over at him and Terry and just fucking does one. It's It makes no sense why he'd run away. <laughs> so bad. It's, it's really, really bad. <coughs> uh, and, then, and then Darcy's just like, oh, don't, feel, don't feel like this is your fault. And Terry goes, it's not my fucking fault, dickhead. This is your fucking fault. He's like, well, you know, you would, he, he does gaslight her a little bit. Yeah. He's like, well, you were doing this, you didn't ask. What else was I meant to think? And she's like, I told you I was fucking working, you dick. He's like, oh, well, don't feel bad about it. And she's like, I don't feel bad about it. You should feel a bit bad about this, you absolute dickhead. Um, and then he goes, he, next day, he goes like, oh, I'm going to go tell Dee about this. <laughs> so he goes to tell Dee about it. And she goes, well, you are a dickhead. Uh, <laughs> and he and goes, you like this guy. This guy's your hero. <laughs> yeah, I do like Darcy because he's just a fucking idiot. And <laughs> I just like him being an idiot uh, because, and this is a really weird conversation he has with D as well. So D goes, well, yeah, you are a dickhead because you're trying to shag every woman you, you meet. He's like, she's like, you can't be friends with a woman. And Darcy goes, no, don't be silly. I'm friends with loads of women. And she goes, all right, name one. And he goes, uh, Susan. <laughs> <laughs> and he goes, yeah, because you're not legally allowed to shag her. And he's just like, all right, well, I can be friends with you, D. And she's like, yeah, okay, let's be friends then. But you'll try and shag me by the week out. And yep. that's where we leave that storyline. <laughs> but it was so fucking weird. Like he literally thinks about it and goes, I'm friends with, I'm friends with my aunt. So weird. <laughs> this week has been particularly bad. It really has been. It's yeah, it's possibly the worst week of neighbours I've ever watched. It, it's uh, weird though. Like it's been helpful because it sounds like honestly, fuck all has actually happened. But because it's made no sense, we've been able to laugh about it. Oh yeah, we've. I think we've done some, some stellar work. <laughs> we pulled some stuff out of this yeah this was far more we probably pulled a longer podcast than that those five episodes have done uh, and have been vastly more entertaining people uh, should definitely listen this week yeah definitely listen this week if you're going to listen this week listen this week I mean you will only know that by listening this week if you have already listened this week listen. you were right <laughs> well done well Tell done. your friends. Well done. Maybe. Ad, ad, go, admit it. Admit it to someone. The, f- the first step to progress is admitting the problem. So go and tell people that you listen to this shit every week and tell them it was good. <laughs> admit the problem. And maybe next week you could listen to us as well because for our sins, we are going to be watching more Neighbours. Uh, episodes 3,991 to 95. <sighs> knows what's going to happen uh, but, fuck all but... Yeah, but you'll get That's to hear it. about it next week even if the, like, you don't have to watch the episodes if dear listener you can just listen Tim to doesn't. It. Tim doesn't he, yeah and he's on the podcast so don't watch him if you don't want to I'd probably advise that you don't if you're honest just listen to it <laughs> we'll, we'll catch him up won't we we will we'll tell you what's happening so you don't have to watch this shit um, so <laughs> 
<laughs> so we just we just figured out this is the reason we do a rewatch podcast. So That's the catchphrase as well. To. Yeah. <laughs> How long has it taken us to, to re- figure this one out? <laughs> yeah. Not long. Not long. Uh, Put that on there. We watch it so you don't have to. Put that on <laughs> on the socials. <laughs> we will. We will. Uh, so, yeah. Thank you, Tim, for not watching. Yes. Uh, <laughs> thank you very much for watching. I'm sorry about that. Uh, yeah, and we'll, we'll see you next week. For fuck knows. <laughs> if you'd like early access to the extended versions of this podcast, don't forget you can subscribe to our Patreon at www.patreon.com forward slash neighborhood rewatch for just £1 a month. You can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at watchneighbor. And you can also leave us a like and a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Acast, or wherever you get your podcasts.